0: The first Sunday of the NFL season is here, and the excitement continues with the DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. DraftKings is giving all new customers a can't-miss offer to celebrate the return of the NFL season. Bet just $1 on any football game this weekend and receive $200 in free bets instantly, no matter what. That's right, DraftKings Sportsbook is giving all new customers $200 in free bets instantly, when they bet at least $1 on any football game. DraftKings is safe, reliable, and secure, making it easy for you to deposit and withdraw your money at your convenience. Not in a betting state? No worries. DraftKings has daily fantasy that you can check out right now. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code THPN to receive $200 in free bets when you place a $1 bet on any week one game. That's promo code THPN to get your free $200 and free bets instantly. This week at the DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 years or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT.
1: This is the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk on every team in the NHL. Hey,
0: everyone, welcome to the WNP Podcast. (laughs) Welcome to the Bolts broadcast. Sorry about that. Uh, got WNP on the mind, but Bolts broadcast, Mike Mitchelson here, Chase Krosha with me as well. And the only reason we're not restarting this is because Chase gave me a dirty look. What's up with that, Chase?
1: Well, your new soundboard is sweet and all, but when I got to stay here for an hour and a half waiting for the ad read to go through, I get a little impatient. But regardless of that, I got a smile on my face because I just opened up the draft lobby for next league. Second overall. Let's go. You know, it'd be nice to get CMC, but I will happily take Delvin Cook in this scenario. I'm pretty sure it's full point. Um, I'm definitely excited. Final fantasy draft of the year. Uh, Can't wait to get that rolling. So I'll be able to get Delvin Cook at a nice little stack there in the second third. But it's going to be a long wait.
0: What's up with everyone getting the second overall pick? Like, I mean, I don't have it personally, but I know you have a last draft tonight. Johnny had his final draft on Monday night and he had the second overall pick legendary so i don't know why you two are both getting the second overall pick not as good as the first overall pick like i had in your league where i got cmc but to make your team's cheeks a team is really good aside from the fact that i only have two running backs yeah that's
1: tough you know i, I was trying to work out a deal with you because i still want to get robert woods from you but like i'm not giving up any of my main running backs it's just not happening so it's nothing to be done
0: it's so hard to go make a trade right now i've talked to ryan who has four startable running backs and he immediately just said, I'm not making any moves. I'm like, why? That's he's gross. like, "Uh, well, I need to see how everyone plays week one. I'm not making moves until the season starts. I'm like, that's just called bad management. And he's like, whatever, dude. So I'm like, whatever. Yeah, if someone flops and all of a sudden he's getting less value. Yeah, I mean, I was offering, I think it was Darnell Mooney for, I don't even know who he's got on his team. But I know Darnell Mooney, everyone loves this year including me, that's why I drafted him. And I'm pumped for the team, aside for the fact that I drafted Travis Etienne in the seventh round, and now he's not playing because he got injured and got placed on IR, putting him out for the remainder and the whole NFL season. So that's the hard thing with, like especially
1: in my league. Um, the group of guys that we have, it's hard to get a day that we can all just draft together. And we like drafting together. It, it makes fancy football draft so much more fun. If you've never done a fancy football draft offline in person, you need to try it because it, it's just a much better experience. So it, it's hard with our league trying to coordinate it. So We we pretty much last thing, I think last three years in a row, we've done it August 15th. It just happened to work out that day. And you know that's, that's three weeks before the season starts, sometimes even four weeks. So a lot can happen, and that, you know it's happened this year. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, J.K. Dobbins, Travis Etienne, and I feel like someone else too got hurt I know for the year.
0: Cam Akers, but I think he was I before. Think was I think
1: like there's someone else that had at least someone of a significant type of injury. Regardless, can't think of it right now. But like, yeah, those are just kind of wasted draft picks. So you know, having the offseason free agent budget as well as a regular season free agent budget in my league is kind of the trade off there.
0: And I was super excited to have my team. I think it's a great team. It has depth, but really only at the wide receiver position. I was super excited for it until you just told me that the past three years we've had our draft on August 15th. The past two seasons before this one didn't work out for me.
1: Yeah, no, it did not. You
0: you struggled a, a little bit. It hurts because the first, I think, three years in your league, I placed, I think, fourth. It was either fourth or third. And then I placed first and then i play second so i had very good placings in the first three years maybe it was the first four that i had those placings but i had great placements now haven't made the playoffs in i think two or three years
1: yeah uh, that's a bad bounce but uh so you were talking about presence team so I'm, I'm looking at it real quick man just talking about the, the jk dobbin the in value gus edwards in the 12th round is just mm-hmm. that's just tremendous like that's such horse garbage where is four running backs Uh, Saquon Barkley, Miles Sanders, Raheem Mostert and Gus Edwards.
0: I think I offered Mooney for Raheem Mostert. I'd probably keep Mostert there personally. So that's fair, Mm -hmm.
1: but you know, I'm not going to mediate trades here, but if like it, it'd have to either be a two for one or a two for two deal. I don't think a one for one is going to be happening with anyone in our league.
0: Right. I don't know. I, I I decided not to get greedy and not to try to go, uh, or not greedy, but get impatient because I think my team's got a really good chance to do some really good work. And if McCaffrey and Antonio Gibson stay healthy and I just happen not to have them because of the bye week that's fine. I'll drop two games because I think that I can win a lot of the other ones. So I'm not going to try to get too impatient here. Hopefully they can stay healthy. If not, that's when it's going to get real scary.
1: Fair enough. Yeah, it's, you know, it's going to be interesting fantasy here at the end of the day, Um, you know. The, the, the injuries, the kind of like, you know, changing the guard with the quarterback, you know, we got five new rookie quarterbacks that could all be starting. um This is like a year, round, regardless when you drafted, drafted a month early, drafted the day before. Like there is a lot of unexpected where like everybody's drafts all of a sudden could go completely south. The NFL could, the whole landscape could be completely different than we expect it to be. But it's exciting. I'm looking super forward to it for that reason.
0: Absolutely. And Chase, what you said there reminded me of a conversation we had off air, and that was. You said there's five new faces coming in as quarterbacks. We talked in a Twitter group chat that this year we're more excited for the NFL than we are the NHL. Usually there's a lot of excitement around both, but this year it really sticks out that the NFL is more exciting right now to us than the NHL is. Let's talk about that. This is a hockey show. Let's compare the two. Why are we more excited for the NFL this year compared to the NHL?
1: I mean, it's just the, really those five faces are the main thing is kind of what I said. Uh, the NHL, we might not have a single kid from this draft class play in the NHL this year. It's it's very realistic. It's more likely that happens if somebody does play. And, you know, that is the nature of hockey where it's, you know, a low number play. But the last few years, more and more guys have slowly been getting. And you know, we've been getting three or four or five, even six guys in the draft class. I, I wouldn't be surprised if even at any point, if nobody played any games this year where it's the NFL, we legitimately have five guys that are going to be starting quarterbacks by the end of the year that are like that are new. I mean, I guess there's a chance that somehow Andy Dalton resurrects his career. Jimmy Garoppolo ends up playing well enough where they don't lose their job. But really, at the end of the day, they drafted those guys high enough. They're going to play. So it's just these whole new scenarios. There's seven new head coaches as well. There's just so much change around the league. And the last two years have really been kind of the same thing. You know, Tom Brady going to the Bucs. There was it was probably the busiest free agency we've ever seen in the NFL. And then now one of the crazier draft seasons we've ever seen. There's just so much change that makes it so exciting where the NHL, the expansion draft is happening and it's great, but we're not the most excited about this roster. It could be a fine team, but it doesn't seem like it's going to be an exciting team, so it's a little underwhelming there. And other than that, they don't really have much excitement going on.
0: So much change, and I also think that right now the Chiefs and Bucks need to be the favorites when it comes to the Super Bowl. I think just overall betting odds, I don't know what the betting odds are, but I would assume those are the top two teams. I think so. Understandable, but at the same time, it feels like any team could win on any day. It feels like the Bucs aren't locked in to repeat. It feels like the chiefs aren't locked in to make it there. Whereas in the NHL, it's great that our Tampa Bay lightning still feel like that top dog. But when you look at the the rest of the league, there's not been too many moves where I'm like, Oh man, this team is a true contender. Now this team is right on up there. Roster talent with the Tampa Bay Lightning. I don't feel that. Where in the NFL, I feel that with multiple teams. And just think about
1: the teams that did make big moves in the NHL. Uh, Chicago, they've put themselves in a position where they are going to be a better team. You know, they got the recent Vesna winner, Mark Andre Fleury. They traded for Seth Jones. Like, they've got these guys and they got Tyler Johnson, too, from us, actually. Um, So, like, they, they, they're, they've they made these um moves and this they, their team's going to be better for sure. But, like, they're not necessarily, in my eyes, they're not necessarily, like, a true contender. They're just going to be a better team as a playoff team. And you look around any other big move, Dougie Hamilton to New Jersey, that like doesn't do shit. Um, what else am I missing here? Taylor Hall stayed put. Uh, Zach Rensky still in Columbus. Like there, like at the end of the day, there were so many big moves that could have happened and they all just didn't. So all teams are kind of staying where they are with a couple teams getting a little better, a couple teams getting a little worse, but like there's no just drastic change.
0: Yeah. All the teams that made the big moves weren't competitive last year. So yeah, yeah. we get more competition, but the top is still Tampa and, only Tampa at this point. So
1: I'm going to throw Colorado in there too.
0: Yeah, they can be definitely thrown in there. I mean, I think if Gabe LandisCog Cog went to a different team, like that could have been a storyline to follow and he could have upgraded, but he stayed put. Taylor Hall stayed put, like you said. Like the free agent class seemed like it was going to be better than it was. But this is why
1: we need a Jack Eichel trade, Agreed. a great SAP and a vitamin tier single trade asap because apparently i just saw something today that i kind of forgot about um there is still some talk on that front that apparently uh there is a team that is willing to take his salary cap like tap hit in order to get some sort of draft pick capital back so they just got to find the third team to ultimately that's willing to take on what is that there be 3.75 at a 50% retain uh so we might see a tear single trade here uh, as training camp opens up i i hope to god because it's just been nothing the last few weeks.
0: Mm -hmm. Do we have any update on Kirill? I haven't been keeping up with his situation. Nope. So three top stars right there. Jack Eichel, Kirill Kaprizov, Kaprizov, and Vladimir Tarasenko. All guys that, are we going to see him this year? Like we hope so, but at this moment we can't say guaranteed 100% yes. Brady Kachok doesn't sign either. And he's probably the favorite to be
1: Ottawa's captain this upcoming year. And he's not in the building. He's not going to be in the building as of right now. He's not in Ottawa. He's, like y- y- you got to get him signed. He's someone who, his point production wise might not necessarily say he's a nine, ten million dollar player. But at the end of the, end of the day, analytically, uh, he is one of the better players in the league. He plays a type of game that it's hard to find as well as providing the offense he does. So, like You just got to pay him out at, Ottawa at the end of the day pay him make him make him your captain make him your leader take that nine million dollar a year cap and just move on because at the end of the day when the contract's over it'll look okay i think like they, they, they just got to get him in the door so like you can't have a young guy like him sitting out um you can't have Kirill Kirill caprizov sitting out you can't have jack eichel sitting out like, like these guys are just too big a stars in the nhl and a couple, all of them are young upcoming guys too that could be faces of franchises That just, as of right now, aren't planning on playing.
0: I feel like the NHL has to put some pressure on these teams to do something. Agreed. Whether it be a trade, a sign, whatever you got to do, make sure we see them on the ice. Because with less stars on the ice, the less reason for me to watch. And I I think we do got to talk about the Ottawa Senators. We forgot about that. Didn't put that in the outline. But Pierre Dorian, he got an extension. I am not exactly sure why.
1: Dude, I, I don't know. In, in that press conference, did you see that he said we're no longer rebuilding now? Yeah, no. He says they're out, they're out of the rebuilding stage. They're in like the, whatever, I don't know how he worded it exactly, but they're in like the next stage and pre- preparing to be a playoff team. No, they are very much fucking rebuilding still. They they are not a competitive team by any means. They are still going to be in, towards the bottom of the league. He made a weird hire bringing. bring uh, Freaking Pierre Maguire out of the studio for the last 20 years. To, I think he's doing an analytic type shit. I don't even remember what he's doing. Just, just weird moves, not signing your superstar. I do not at all like the contract. I don't think he's a very good GM. I think probably, you know, there's six to eight GMs, in the NHL who just do not deserve their job by any means. And others who are up for discussion as well. He's someone that's in that six to eight.
0: I think the best thing that summarizes Pierre Dorian is, when he was asked about his team, uh, what was it, two three years ago? He just paused, sat there for like twenty seconds, then just goes, <laughs> "We're a team."
1: <laughs> I uh, I forgot about what? that. That was hilarious. That that was so funny. I forgot about that.
0: It summarizes like him as a GM. I I don't. Uh, there's a lot of moves that he makes that are a little suspect. Some draft picks that I think are a little suspect to uh, not the Tim slow one, obviously, but, but you can't mess that one up, right? You can't, it's a slam dunk. Yeah. There's three great players at the top and you have the third overall pick. So no matter what, you're getting a great player. Exactly. But let's now talk about the Florida Panthers, a so little brother. Um, if we don't call them little brother anymore, you think that they would offer us a deal because hell, we talked about how they gave Derek Kane an nil. Well, now they offer 200 female athletes at FAU NILs. Yeah. I mean, I don't think that they'll be us to be honest. It'd if be they, cool. See, like uh, <laughs> well, <laughs> sort of paying us to just talk about how Tampa trash is on them. How yeah, great. I
1: mean, that would be fantastic, but uh, that, that reminded me. So recently I was on the hockey hotbed show. It's a new show in the hockey podcast network hosted by Nick Broanski of tip of the iceberg. And he was actually talking about that. Like, And we've made, we've made the joke a couple times. We we tweeted out before, but he, he's the one said, you know, we've been hosting the show for two years and Tampa's two over two. Why the hell haven't they brought us in yet? Like, like Nick
0: asked us that too. I'm like, dude, I've talked about that before. That's a hell of a question. It feels like, and we talked about it on the Stanley cup winning show that if there's any superstition out there whatsoever, and in hockey, there's a ton. If there's any whatsoever in that organization, it feels like they would at least do something, at least recognize, maybe not recognize, but like they don't need to offer us deals or anything, but say something. I'll take a ring. I'll take a ring too. Hell. Yeah. I don't even need both. I'll, I'll just take one.
1: We'll uh, t-
0: a ring and be there opening night.
1: Yeah. Okay. I, I, I'm, I'm in for that hundred percent. And I, d- I don't want to gloss over the, this FAU thing that we just kind of right. sidetracked on. So I just want to go back to this real quick. Uh, yeah. So uh, the Florida Panthers offered 200 female uh, athletes at FAU, these NIL deals. I don't think they've I at first I thought they signed up a reading into it. It sounds like not all have signed it yet. Um, pretty much what happens is they're going to get paid to just kind of make some appearances around the rink. They're going to get to go to some free games. They're going to get some money on the side, too. Um, you know, they they're doing a good job of recognizing that, you know, hockey down in Florida is not necessarily a huge thing. And where it is big the Tampa Bay lightning fans is like that. That's where they exist. So they, they need to do a better job branching out to that age. If you can, if you can get the college kids down there, because there's a lot of schools down there. Um, there's a lot of op- like opportunities for people to spend their money all around Florida. It's a pretty nice state year round. If you can get them to come out to hockey rinks in the winter. And just because like, Oh, you know, it's like we want, you know, maybe someone's from the, from the, like some somewhere where there's just no hockey team at all. And they go down to Florida and they want to go experience the first game. All of a sudden they're a hockey fan Um, You know, getting these female athletes in who have recognition with the school. They have friends that aren't athletes. They have other friends that are athletes across other sports, too. It just gives you another way just to introduce more people to the sport, more people to your team. So it's a great move.
0: I think more teams need to be doing this. And I think another thing, I I don't think Florida looked at it like this whatsoever, but you bring in these female athletes, I'm guessing a good percentage of them are going to become mothers eventually. They're going to have kids, boys and girls that they're going to be like, oh, yeah, the Florida Panthers, they gave me this NIL. I thought hockey was really cool. Let's get my kids into hockey. Yeah. And that just grows the game. So I I doubt they thought about that, like, too deep into that. But Yeah, and that's not the type of thing that the
1: NHL thinks about very well. They don't recognize – like, the NHL is horrible at marketing. They're probably the worst of all the major sports, including the MLS at, at marketing. It, they do a piss-poor job. They still try to relate to an older crowd when you got to recognize, like, the, the, the whole sports industry escalator. Like, you need – to get new people in on the first step of the escalator and keep moving them up so I just kind of roughly explain if you don't know what the sports escalator is you've never taken a sports class like the first step on the escalator is just kind of new fandom new introduction to a team to a sport to whatever it is and then like that can usually be a large number, and then as you go up the escalator, it's kind of like a triangle where it just kind of narrows down. You gotta keep moving people up the escalator, but the escalator also is supposed to never end. So you can keep going up and reach a certain maybe you can reach a certain level, and you just kind of maintain there, but you always gotta get new people like coming in and trying out that essentially that escalator. And for like not for excuse me, hockey in general just does not do a good job of getting people to that first level. So in these markets, especially where it's not a very prominent sport, Florida's taking the right steps. They're trying to get people into that level at that age group, the younger age group, college age, down to, you know, just pre-teenage like that is really the market you want to hit because that's when you're still kind of forming yourself as a person. If you can get entrenched into hockey and become a life it just creates a family of lifelong fans. And you know, that tree just keeps on growing.
0: The NHL is getting in its own way. They've got a janitor at the bottom of the escalator while the stairs are completely free, not getting the fans on the escalator. The game's going to die off with its current, Crop of fans if you don't get more in. So, I like what Florida's doing here. Last little piece of hockey news. I know, a really short day on hockey news. But, we got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. We're going to preview their game against the Dallas Cowgirls after this. But, last little piece of news. The Crosby surgery. Sidney Crosby. He's out for at least six weeks. He had wrist surgery. It feels a little late to me. If there was... Like, if this was known and it wasn't like a, a recent thing why did it take this long
1: yeah I don't, I don't know that's a good question I, I would have to assume that if it wasn't a recent thing it was something where doctors thought okay this can heal without surgery um so let's try it out and there's a chance it doesn't and Krause's like all right I want to take that chance that, that that could be something that happened if not then it happened recently then you know like what are you going to do but he shouldn't be missing too much time at the end of the day. You know, he'll be missing uh training camp. He might miss the beginning of the regular season a little bit, but it's not going to be anything too major. But if for whatever reason, he does miss, you know, a couple of weeks, Malkin's supposed to be out beginning of the year too. If they don't have Crosby or Malkin, uh, that's not a good start for
0: Pittsburgh. It could be real tough for them. And Crosby getting older, we all know this. And as you get older, those six week timelines become eight week timelines, become 10 week timelines. I hope not because we're already missing out on a lot of stars like we talked about earlier on in the episode with Eichel, Tarasenko, Kaprizov. We can't be missing Crosby, too. Up next, that'd be McDavid and McKinnon getting out, and we don't want to see that. It wouldn't be worth watching other than Tampa Lightning because they're a wagon. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. All right. Well, we swing back around to football. We started with some fantasy talk, uh, then went to hockey, and now swinging back to the football world. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers, this is the Bolts broadcast. A lot of Tampa fans listening. I'm sure they're big fans of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the reigning Lombardi champs. What is their opening week, opening game against the Dallas Cowgirls going to look like? I love that the NFL um, picks the Super Bowl teams to play the
1: first game of the year on Thursday. And I, I I love that. I wish that it was like that in every sport. That the first the the championship or the champion always play the first game, no matter what. It, it's like I know in in hockey you can say oh it's a shortened off season, but like at the end of the day you're saving two days of difference. So like whatever. And the NFL's longer off scenes, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Regardless, I, I love that the champion gets to start off and, you know, immediately contend to battle for their championship and try, try to keep that title. But the Cowboys are probably going to get waxed in this game. Yeah. So the defense is still young, kind of in shambles. There's guys that, you know, took steps earlier in their careers and kind of regressed. Leighton Vander Der Esch is a prime example. He was looking like an up and coming linebacker in the league. And all of a sudden he had a rough year last year. Two new guys come in and Micah Parsons and Jabril Cox that are going to start getting some playing time. Uh, it's going to be a young defense the, the you know, the defensive back group is still pretty underwhelming overall. When Trayvon Diggs is going to be one of your better guys, it's not necessarily a great thing because he's still really got to form into the NFL. And up front, I mean, the offensive line, Zach Martin's out and um, what's his face retired. So like they're, they're missing two main offensive linemen there. Like that could be running around. Zeke could be getting stuff. This could be a kind of tough luck for the Cowboys.
0: There's only two ways I see this going down. An absolute blowout for the Bucs or a very close Bucs win. And that would be in a shootout fashion. Dak would have to go huge with those wide receivers. Um, I like Zeke Elliott and think he's a good running back and should always be started in fantasy. However, this week, he's going up against the Bucs, who have, last year, who had the number one, rushing defense in the league. They're also out without their best offensive lineman. I feel like it's going to be a really bad week for Zeke owners. I feel bad because I think overall he's a very good running back and there's no way you don't start him. Maybe he can get into the end zone, but I feel like this could be one of those eight to 12 point weeks where a lot of fantasy owners are disappointed.
1: Yeah, very well could be. And you know, when you look at the Bucks defense Vita, Vea, if I'm not mistaken, he's healthy. Now he had last year kind of dinged up. If I'm not mistaken, he's healthy as hard this year every other defensive starter is returning to like, you're not gonna be able to do anything. Like you just flat flat out. You're not not gonna be able to run the ball. Dak is really gonna have to attack through the air as much as possible. He's going to be scrambling. He's going to get sacked three or four times. Uh, it's going to be just a big scramble for the Cowboys and the bucks should end up dominating this Tom Brady. He could easily throw three, four touchdowns in the first half. And then the second half is just, just a run game.
0: That'd be awesome. Yeah. I I think it'd be uh, great if they brought in Ben DiNucci. And then, ben and then they just sat Brady the second half and let Danucci let him up too. Don't you mean Kyle Trask? Ben Danucci is uh no. in, is is it is did he get caught from Dallas? Oh yeah, yeah, he, got he did. From yeah, Dallas. and he signed with the Bucks. No, I don't think I don't think he signed anywhere. But oh, okay, I'm you're saying just if saying, they bring you're, him in. Okay, I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. It'd be so awesome if they brought him in and it's just a little revenge game from Ben Danucci.
1: Yeah. Okay. That's not happening. But I mean, that 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 would be fantastic. That's fair.
0: I did a fantasy draft the other day. It was last night or today. I don't know. I think it was last night. I got uh, my quarterbacks: Jacob Eason, Ben DiNucci, and Ryan Finley. So all elite quarterbacks. What? What? A a fantasy draft or not a fantasy draft? Yeah, yeah. Like a like a Madden. Yeah, Madden fantasy draft. draft. There we go. Okay. Elite quarterbacks. Gross. Well, I got uh, Colin Kaepernick because of how high his value is in trades. Crazy. Like, absurd. So I traded him for, I don't remember who it was exactly. I think I got like an 87 overall right guard and like an 81 overall edge or something. Just crazy. Yeah. He, he has crazy value, so might as well pick him up. He's always there in like the 30s, round 30s. So scoop him up. If you don't want to use him, that's fine. Trade him. A lot of value there. But yeah. I think that starting C.D. Lamb this week, amazing. That's what I'm going to be doing in my league. Um, any chances that Tom Brady starts off slow, kind of like he did last year?
1: I don't think so, no. I, I, I'm pretty sure he's going to be firing in all cylinders from the start and ride right through the year. I traded for him in uh, Johnny's, Johnny's Dynasty League for a reason because I think he is going to finish as, at worst, a top eight quarterback in, in fantasy this year. He very I, I put money on him to lead the league in touchdowns um, just the other day because like I really don't see many other options. You know, Aaron Rodgers and Patrick Mahomes are always fair bets too, but like Tom Brady's got three talented receivers, a, a, still a solid tight end and Gronk. The run game is I think gonna be a little like more consistent this year. Not necessarily like anything great, but I think it's gonna be a little more consistent. I think they're gonna. I really I really truly firmly believe that they're not gonna just keep alternating guys just like one mistake and you're done. I think they're gonna let guys start to get in their rhythm. Um just because like once they start letting that happen, like what like whether it's Fortnite or Jones, once Fortnite was just running in the playoffs last year, the team was just running so much smoother. So I think that um what what's his face, uh Bruce Arians realizes that and is gonna work with that. But like Brady easily could throw for 50 touchdowns this year in a 17 game season. I don't want to say easily cause it's a high number, but like at the same time, like he's the one quarterback I could see doing it most likely.
0: I agree. And I think having him in a six point passing touchdown league would be amazing. However, we don't have any of those and I'm still salty about it. Looking right at you, Mr. Commissioner. It w- it was recommended by moi. It didn't get the votes cause our league is full of cowards. That's fair. I I I Including wish your brother.
1: Yeah, true. <laughs> I, I I wish I wish we would have done uh six point and then tight end premium.
0: Yes. Spruce it up. We're in two dynasty leagues and they're so similar aside from the fact that my league has one extra wide receiver. Yeah. So let's get something crazy. We already have something a little bit crazy with your uh super flex in there, but hell, take it all the way. For yeah. All the way. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. All right, what's your uh, plan for the second overall pick? You said Dalvin Cook. What is your outlook for the rest of the draft tonight? So
1: if I get that range, if I can get Joe Mixon with my uh, second round pick, that Elite. is kind of the, like the hope there because he still kind of does go in that range. And it's ADP has him about right there. If not, um, I might just grab Darren Waller. So I'm at the tight end position. I've been doing that pretty much everywhere I can. And then in the third round, Depends what running backs are left. Um, If there's one that I still like in that range, then swell. Otherwise, just best receiver available and then figure out the running position going forward.
0: Any eyes on quarterbacks? What round are you looking to actually go for a quarterback? And in that specific round, is there a quarterback you're eyeing?
1: Uh, Not really. So This league's down to 12 teams instead of 14 that it was last year. Um, Just kind of my normal quarterback strategy is Ryan Tannehill goes – as about the running or the quarterback 10 to 12 in drafts. And I think he is going to be top five in the league touchdowns this year. So that's easy value for me. in these types of drafts in the 11th round, like that's such an easy pick that I have no problem doing that. Um, You know, if someone falls to a value and I can grab like, you know, a running quarterback in the seventh, you know, maybe I'll do that. But otherwise it's Tannehill at that range. If he goes earlier, then I'll wait to the last round or two.
0: The thing that I love about our leagues, and I think it happened in your league. I don't remember exactly. Well, it is super flex, I guess, in your league, but no one in our, like, main friend group would let Ryan Tannehill drop to that seven range. And you're lucky because you don't got to play any of those guys. Yeah. You won, what, two championships in a row, and then last year you lost in the championship? Uh, it wasn't for and, money, right? And last yeah. Year.
1: No, no, last year I didn't lose in the championship. Last year I went undefeated and lost in the first round of oh, playoffs that's right. that's because right. I didn't get a bye because of the amount of teams that made it. Yeah. it's pissed. Yeah, that's, that's
0: tough but you've had your way with the league, this league in specific so far. So we'll see if you can continue. I dropped out. Wasn't willing to pay the, what was it? 20 bucks. Yeah. Yeah. 20. Yeah. I wasn't willing to do that, especially for a league that I legitimately never checked last year.
1: So I'm just looking at, so Nick loves to do these drafts and not tell you what the rules are. Or the roster settings. Good. Um, I'm just looking. So 17 player roster, um, still self defensive kicker and then OP and ESPN offensive position. Does that mean it's
0: super flex? Uh, No, I, I think offensive position is running back wide receiver or tight end.
1: But f- there's a flex position as well. There's a flex
0: and then there's OP. Okay, well then maybe. I don't know. <sighs> I, I always thought it had to be super flex or two QB for there to be QBs. Okay, I, I have I have no idea, but re- re- regardless, um, you'll have to figure that out. If it is, yeah. then Tannehill, Brady, yeah, that'd that, pretty that, good. That
1: would be a good See, i Have to get grab them in like the fourth, fifth round. Yeah. All right, but I got I, I got a game plan. Hey,
0: if you can get like a a Dalvin Cook, Joe Mixon, Darren Waller, I don't think Calvin Ridley would be there in the fourth. Maybe like I a. Know. I don't know. DK Metcalf or Mike Evans or something in the fourth and then grab the two quarterbacks. Yeah. That'd that, be fancy. That could definitely work out. I love that we're doing fantasy advice, even though this is going to come out on Thursday and fantasy drafts won't be happening on Thursdays. At least I, I don't think, and I kind of hope not because the first game of the season is Thursday night. Yeah. That
1: if you're drafting that, like, on um, the, the day that NFL season starts, like that's just that's not a good. That's, that's scary. Not, yeah, that's not that's not a, a well run
0: league. Recipe for disaster, right there. All right, yep. well, let's move on to hockey. Name of the day. Final little segment before we get out of here. Has this guy been in Chell? I feel like I recognize this name.
1: Um, let's see. He probably has at some point. Um, I mean, he ha- he definitely has, but not like in the chel. You know okay. What I
0: mean? All right. Well, we got Marcus. That's the first name. Yeah. If that's wrong, then I'm gonna be absolutely shocked. Um I want to say can compare can compare something like that Marcus can can compare can look there at me go. yes yeah so our boy Marcus he is 41 years
1: old still going strong he just signed a deal in the EIHL which is the British league he just played last year uh between the top finish league and the second finish league he's played most of his career in the top finish league I uh, played for HIFK Topra, uh Jokare, JYP, you know, all over in, in the Finnish league. He's going to play for the Dundee Stars this upcoming year. He's a six foot two, two hundred fourteen pound defenseman. Really doesn't have much more to his game. Like he was never much of a scorer. I mean, in in European leagues, he's putting up fourteen points, one hundred thirty seven penalty minutes. Um, you know, like that's usually you know a just a, a defensive defenseman who kind of hits hard. And if you hit hard over in Europe, you're getting penalties pretty often. So really, I mean, he's not the special player, but forty one years old, still going stronger for him.
0: Definitely not the guy I was thinking of. I think the guy I was thinking of was like in his H-hack 20s. and paw. In his 20s or maybe. Yeah. I, he definitely was not 41. I can tell you that. Fair enough. Or even like 36 or whatever it is. But that's going to do it for this episode. Chase, we'll have you hit him with an outro while you're uh, texting there. And then we will get out of here. It is super flex. Um, oh, nice. Yeah. So, so good, good thing. Huge smile across the yeah. spot. We didn't even talk about how we're in person. This is the yeah. first time we're using the soundboard together on the bolts broadcast. We are hi because we used it. I used it separately, but you've had to record yours over Skype and stuff. But uh, yeah, first time using the soundboard on the bolts broadcast.
1: Yeah, so indeed it is. But uh, you know, if, like I want to get out of here. Don't, don't want to uh, miss my draft too much, but so uh, it's really real quick. One of the things that's listening, if you want to support us on Patreon. You would really appreciate it. If you want to follow us on Twitter at bolts broadcast, that's that bolts broadcast. Follow the hockey podcast network on Twitter at hockey Podnet. That's at hockeypodnet. Water well, at right, Follow WMP on Twitter at WP Sports Pod. That's WMP Sports Pod. Uh, you can get all your news, all, all all the information that you ever need between those three platforms right there. Go to hockeypodcastnetwork.com. Find all the podcasts in the network right there. Boom, click the logo. Listen easy peasy lemon squeezy. Uh, if you want to check out our blogs too, we got some great blogs you can read. Wherever you're listening, if you can rate us five stars, send us your questions, comments, concerns. We really appreciate it. And do not forget to use code DHPN when you sign up for DraftKings.
0: Thanks so much for listening. We'll talk to you next time.